Do you want me to roll the intro? Yeah. Roll it. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Northbound Podcast, episode three, with your host, Andy Drew, voiced by Andy. And Loco T, voiced by Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I need like a, an echo or, or I don't know, what, oh. like a some sort of effect where it's like, Loco T. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe this will be like an impetus to like me set up my MIDI keyboard with like a bunch of weird sounds that I've recorded. It's like (laughs) some burps, parts, (laughs) just like (laughs) the air horn. Like you need one of those. Wait, you don't need to record that. We can just make it happen live. And we just lost 10 viewers. <laughs> hey. hey, but maybe we just gained 100. You don't know. You don't know what happened. <laughs> you never That is so good. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's been, it's been, what, forever since our last episode. You know, it's been so long. So, like, the viewers, they don't even know, like, how long it's been. <laughs> um. Yeah, so welcome back mm-hmm. to another episode, guys. We uh we're still on track to um well, on track to wow. I meant like we're still on this journey through mm-hmm. our freshman year. Right? Last episode we talked about kind of I guess some identity stuff, right? Mhm. For sure, who are you? Yeah. Do you change? That was good. I I mean, I learned a lot about myself just talking about me. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah, some I stuff that's I good. haven't thought about in a long time. Mhm. It's cool too to have the space in between because you have a different picture as we've matured. Air, I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Mature. <laughs> I think memories we have. you do have change. We've yeah. matured. Different thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I never even thought about how I was like, how, yeah, like leaving home and whatnot and how, what a relief that was at the time. Anyways. Yeah. Yes. You realize that stuff looking back, but yeah, not really in the moment. Mm -hmm. That's why, oh, side tangent for this episode is going to be about (laughs) journaling. There we go. Um, why do I even want to have this discussion? Well, you know, we've been talking about looking back and uh, kind of realizing stuff about ourselves that we didn't notice in the moment. And this is something I really wish I had done earlier in life. Um, is just writing down thoughts about my day, my week, like where my heart's at, what I'm doing, you know, like some feelings or emotions I have that day. Um, I have loved, since I've started journaling, I have loved going back and just seeing what I was like a year ago, you know? Like what fun things I did or what trouble I got into, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just like, dude, there's something really special about that, um, of just having those thoughts written down and you're able to go and experience... um, 
well evaluate that's oh man that's a good david torpin coined this term i don't know if he coined this term but he told me he was like experience isn't really experience until it's evaluated right or at least it's not Mm. it's not worthwhile until it's evaluated experience and so you're not going to get out of something like you going through school or even going into a class isn't really going to help you or set you up until you evaluate what you learned in that class right you study your notes you study things right it's so yeah that really hit me because it's like okay it really forced me to go back and be like what did I actually learn in college like what did I actually experience like what did my experiences teach me like what can I take from those to be better to um, to not fail in the same ways right to learn from my mistakes um, maybe to to do things again that I really enjoyed and were good for me and I guess it just helps to to be journaling your thoughts so if you're not already I highly recommend it doesn't have to be every day but it it can be just a regular time where you sit down and write your thoughts it's good what are your thoughts Andy yeah it doesn't have to be fancy I think of this is really bad, but it's like this. Com- I think of those composition books is what I use or mm-hmm. the simpler, the better I was. So I've read some books by a, a doctor, Atul Gawande, and I was watching a documentary that PBS made about him from his book, Being Mortal. And he's like recounting when his father passed away, they had identified a big tumor around his spine or something to that effect. But he was able to go back and talk about this story in that time because he had these journals. And all he used was a a composition book. He's like, well, they're really cheap. They're like maybe 50 cents or a dollar or something. And they work. And my thinking was like, well, if they're good enough for him, they can work for me. And I (laughs) I have a bunch from when I was in high school. And my teacher taught me using journals like that at the time. So I have like a bunch of gridded ones. Yeah. Collected up. There's probably like four more still left that are empty. And... So th- the point with that story is like, for me, it was like, if he can use it, I can use it. Does And the tools don't have to be complex. I would also add like invest in some pens because it, <laughs> yes. it makes it more enjoyable. It really does. And the more <laughs> enjoyable it is, the more likely you are to do it. Uh huh. And I, I would just be a huge proponent of make it as simple as possible. Outside tangent and plug pictures. I was talking with my friend's mom at my friend Joel's wedding. He's like, you know, I think Tam, her son, has learned, like, it's good to grab the pictures. Because then when you're, like, a year or two down the line, you really cherish being able to flip back and, oh, yeah, I did that. I remember doing those things with those people and whatnot. So that's been, like, making me thoughtful now of, like, stand for the picture and don't look like a twerp. (laughs) (laughs) Snag the picture. It'll take 10. It'll take, like, maybe 30 seconds. And now you can do whatever you want. It'll be okay. Yeah. But the picture's valuable afterwards. So there's my plug for pictures. And I say that as, like, last weekend, I have all the pictures on my hard drive, like a copy of our family photos at home. And this is this, this is the side tangent of side tangents. So <laughs> my mom had this off, awesome picture software, air quotes, <laughs> to organize your photos. 
And by organize, it means randomly allocate 200 of them into 52 different folders. Oh, no. Organized by no rhyme or reason. (laughs) (laughs) Versus, like, something reasonable, like, arranging them by date. (laughs) So, I... There was 11,000 pictures from 2000 to 2014 or 2016. And so, I moved them all out into a main folder and then categorized them by year. And it was amazing how poor of a historian I am, but how awesome of a historian the images are. Because when you take the photo, it's timestamped. Mm-hmm. And so that's really helpful, too, to, to be able to flip and, and look back. So yeah. as Logan plugs journaling, I second journaling. It's I think of it, I, I was journaling about it like a day, like last night. Of like it helps order my mind. Like it makes me less anxious, makes me more calm because I'm not holding things in my head. And helps clarify my thoughts. And probably even helps me from oversharing. Because, uh, nope. <laughs> Maybe a break. Back from the, the tertiary tangent. But yeah, as Logan's plugging journaling, it helps, it helps me to like clear my thoughts. And probably even prevents from oversharing because there's been an outlet for that idea and it doesn't have to be held up in the head for so long. So very pro-journaling. Make it easy. Make it small. Make it approachable. You don't have to write the next novella every time that you sit down to pen. (laughs) Yeah. Just some thoughts, especially if something's been repeating and you're like, oh, I I think it'd be cool to remember this or think about this later. Um, and then I would, I would posit pictures or think about pictures, especially when you've, you did something, you're done something with a group of people. It's really fun to look back and it, cause it'll bring the, the, the events will be connected to the memories and then you can access those memories again through looking at pictures. Yeah. So there's the side tangent on pictures and journaling. That's my plug. That was great. Now let's get back to it. <laughs> 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 All right. So. So we're talking about tips and tricks of freshman year, mm-hmm. right? How to do school well, how to do, I don't know, I guess adult life well. Is this adult life? Is freshman year us adults? Yes. Last I understood, you could vote. So yes. <laughs> yeah. I am pro grow up young. Or, yeah. And when I say grow up young, I mean like grow up at 18. <laughs> <laughs> Not at like 22 or 26. <laughs> yeah. No, I am too. You're um, an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Act like one. So I guess let's try to think of some things that we r- kind of struggled with and wish we had known. I guess the first thing I would give advice first advice I would give is uh, to get involved in either a club or a ministry. I mean, I'm guessing most people listening to this are Christians, but that doesn't mean you have to be. Um, Mm -hmm. We're trying to keep this pretty open. Um, But there's, you know, a lot of Christian themes. Um, And so I would say get involved in a club or... uh, um, a Christian ministry 
right out the right off the bat like literally right out the gate go get involved (laughs) it's so necessary like so necessary because i've seen so many people go to college and just feel so alone like so alone and then you get trapped in this dark dorm room with so much homework so much anxiety and it's really hard to get yourself out of that right um but it's a lot easier to go through that when you have a group of people that care about you and are there with you so that's my uh people plug was there anything that you joined or like started that you wish you wouldn't had or like d- it actually it didn't work out um i started pre or pre vet club or whatever it was <laughs> which didn't work out because i switched majors <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> okay um no but it was it was good i'm glad i joined it even for the short time i think i probably went to what two meetings maybe one i can't remember like i can't remember um i didn't do really anything for it but yeah i told my navigator story last or the first episode right of like how i joined navs yeah yeah so really it was just navigators i did the pre-vet club um and then church. I was involved at church. Well, I didn't get involved, I guess, at church. But, you know, I was going to church. Meeting people there. Which I think is also important. Um, we are pro-church in college. Even though you do yes. a ministry, we're still pro-church. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you have any... What tips do you got? I got... I got a list of tips. Wow, a list of tips. Um, some are more practical, and uh, Logan probably thinks that's hilarious, and so me. <laughs> I mean, that's what I. That's why you're on the podcast because we have different brains. <laughs> yeah. <we do. laughs> and then um, I have some other stuff. When you said like stuff you wish you wouldn't have known, I wrote the, when you said that. I'm like, you don't have to be perfect the first time. Iteration is a much. That's a, it's a recent idea I've encountered, but like iteration is such a more successful way to navigate things. So, like, set some goals for, like, two weeks, and then at the end of the two weeks, journal, plug on journaling, like, mm-hmm. how that went, and then make tweaks. You can always tweak, keep your, retain your right, retain the right to change your mind, or all those ideas combined. So, that's one. Huh. And then I remember Audra gave me a call and was asking me stuff. It was, like, her, she was starting college her first semester of, like, man, I've got my value and identity tied up in my grades. And I told her, you are the learner. So keep in mind, like you're the learner. Like your job is not to know everything the first time. That's the teacher's job because they're the ones teaching you. Your job is to learn the information. So if you struggle, you don't, it's not like you're going to encounter all the information one time and, oh, I've retained it all. You're, you're understand that your role is the learner. Um, Another thing I was thinking about is like, what can you do now versus what can't you do now? 
and and like hmm. like Logan was talking about like there will be a time where you can't go to navigators anymore you know you'll graduate but there will always be homework to do so think about the when there's a social or an event thing type thing going on there are I would really consider like is this something I can do later or something I can't do later because you can change when you do your school but you may not be able to change when an event is. And I would say I'm a very big proponent of like, get your stuff done and be on top of your responsibilities so that you are open to do those things rather than spending that time in other ways, relaxing or taking breaks. Mm-hmm. Cause where you said yes to something in one place, you're going to, you're the, saying yes. Now means saying no to something else later. Dude, you just reminded me of, I think it's Dr. Richard Spann who uh-huh. yeah he yep. is he's the margin guy so his his big thing that he taught is to uh to leave margin in your life and dude that is so true like um college students are really busy but it's super important to leave time where um you can just you're open right you can do whatever because you're leaving that margin time for, you know, God to be like, okay, hey, you need to do this. Or, hey, this person's going to call you and need to talk to you for an hour. Here's your mar. It's like you have a margin where you can do that, you know. Um, yeah, so I would recommend leaving some margin throughout your day. I think he recommends doing it in the afternoon or twice a day or something. I don't know. I was thinking like two or four hours or something like that. I don't think it's that much. I think I think his was maybe an hour of margin or something. Maybe it was 30 minutes in the morning. It might have been an hour to two because it could have been an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon or something like that. But it really depends on your work schedule or your schedule. But just to have some time in there where you literally do not have anything scheduled is really important, I think. Keep going. Okay. Rapid fire for my practical people. The first thing I'm going to talk about is a four-year plan. (laughs) 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 And I remade my four-year plan every single semester (laughs) that I enrolled. (laughs) But But the main point is that you are responsible for your education. Be responsible for... Hence, keyword is your education. It's not your advisor's education. Understand what it takes to graduate with the degree. Understand why. What are you even here for? Like, what are you going after? Why are you going after that? And then what is it going to take for you to get there? And then making sure you do those things. I, like, freak out when I hear of students like, yeah, my advisor set me up with this. But then I got to the end. It's like, oh, I needed another class. It's like, how did this happen? Versus mm-hmm. having a four-year plan of every, when you, maybe you won't, if you create, if you could have one when you come to college to enroll and then for every semester after, be able to look at all the semesters. When are you going to take every class? And at least in my major, like there are some classes that are only offered like odd years or even years in the spring semester or something like that. And you can get enrolled in some classes that you may, if you didn't do the planning, you may have missed out on. 
um, human diseases was one of those classes for me. And I'm really glad I took that. And in immunology, it's been really helpful. Okay, so there's my plug for your plan. Like, be able to see the whole way through every semester because what it allows you to do is make changes afterwards. Um, second um, is really, I would, I'm pro-calendar. Pro-team <laughs> calendar. Um, you are pro-calendar. So yeah, have a calendar where you put in all your classes when they're on there. Put in the location of your class. That's helpful, too, because then you can run around. And you're like, oh, wait, where was this class supposed to be? You can look up, and it has the location in there. That has saved my butt as I'm getting ready for a semester. If class cancels, delete that class. Awesome. Now you know. If something gets added, you can add it to the calendar instead of just trying to remember when everything is supposed to happen. If you can get your, what I've been experimenting with recently is adding tasks on there as well. So Google Tasks was not a thing when I started school, but it is now. And so your tasks of what you have to get done with the events that you're doing can be all in one place, which makes it simpler and you're not checking multiple things. More importantly, do what works for you. Um, Good advice I got was, uh, I've already said it, but I'll say it again. When you're starting out as a freshman, one club for your career, one club for your faith, and that's it. Like, start with two. You can add more later sort of thing. So, like, for Logan, Revet, Navigators. Um, Logan, I don't know if you want to go down this rabbit hole, but what, what advice would you give to how do you how do you think through which campus ministry, which church to join or to regularly attend? That's a good question. Um, so here's here's my thoughts, I guess. Um, do you feel like you fit in is a question I would ask myself. Because um, that's really important. It's not, it's not like a, it's, man. <laughs> it's not like a uh, die on the hill kind of thing. But if you don't fit in, then, like, it's going to be tough. But, you know, you're all Christians, and so you should love each other anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, obviously, there needs to be good biblical teaching, whether that's weekly, monthly, whatever, or in Bible studies. You know, it needs to be, like, good, solid um, teaching. And why is that important? Well, because you're learning, at least this was my the case for me, I learned a ton of my theology in college because of navigators, right? I had people that really knew the Bible well and taught it well and taught it well, like not just like able to teach, but also just like, hey, here's what the Bible says. Like, I'm not going to fiddle around with all this culture that we're trying to throw into the Bible, but here's what the Bible says. Um, yeah, and it's it's important to get around people that are on the same mission as you. So what I mean by that is, like, if you, if you are on this track of, like, hey, I really want to um, die to myself daily, I want to, like, memorize scripture. I want to reach out to, you know, 
international students. I want to be involved in that stuff. Like getting, like setting yourself up with the ministry that allows you to do that and allows you to flourish in those situations will be great. Um, yeah. So I think what it, I mean, what it looked like for me was I just got a text and I felt like I was welcomed and that was really huge for me. And then I felt like I could fit in and have friends. And then I learned that, hey, these guys really know the Bible well and love Jesus a ton. They know the gospel and that's the center of the ministry. It's not people. It's not like, hey, we want to get our numbers up. You know, that's part of it because they want to see people reach or reached, right? Um, but this gospel is the center. Um, yeah, so those are some things I guess I look at. Hmm. What about a, a church? A church? I mean, church is similar. Um, I think for a church, what I see... I get, it depends. <laughs> um, here's how I view church. I view church as a a group of people that are in service to God and one another. So what that means is there needs to be serving, like service, like serving, right? Um, so you need to get involved, I think. Like, church should not be a, all right, I'm here to to listen and then leave. Um, if you go to church and you walk out of the door right after service and don't have one single conversation, then you're doing it wrong. Um, I don't want to step on toes, but that's just how I see it. Um, so what I look for in a church is, I mean, I, I went through this after college even, or I guess I did it in college too. Yeah. Um, but I think I did it kind of wrong in college. And here's why. <clears throat> um, I had friends that went to church and I just went along with them. And I was like, okay, they go here. I guess I'll go here. And I didn't really think about it for myself. Like, hey, is this a good church for me? Are they doing what I see churches in the Bible doing? Um, are they are they really teaching the word right? Um, are their songs are they worshiping in spirit and in truth? Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't ask any of those questions, and I ended up switching churches because I felt like I should. Um, but whenever I got out of college, I I was on that same journey of finding a church. So I went to different churches. Um, I looked at their their song lyrics to make sure that they were worshiping in spirit and truth. They weren't um, like contradicting the Bible with stuff they're saying in songs because I see that a lot these days. Um, I was making sure that um, I saw like a like opportunities to serve in the church because I think that's really important and needed. Um, I was looking at teachings that are centered on scripture 
right? Um, and not afraid to talk about like sin or hell or hot topics today in culture, right? Um, I think they need to have a solid statement of faith that is traditional, traditionally biblical, you know, like, um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I guess I, I wanted to be welcomed. You know, I wanted to feel welcome too. That was something that my church right now did really well. Like I went in there and um, first service I went in there, I ended up talking to like 13 people before I even sat down in a pew and I missed like half the worship because we were talking about stuff and getting to know each other. It was, it was really fun, right? Like I instantly felt welcomed and cherished by that. So yeah, I think those are important things. Nice. That's a really good list. That is, it's more developed than my, my list or even filter. So I, I will take, I'll probably return to this and keep that in mind when I am taken to another place. Um, I actually did go like where my friends were going was actually a factor for me. Um, not, I guess I, I was like thought a little bit thoughtful about it, or at least I thought I was thoughtful about it because there was one church that was very similar to the church that I grew up in. But the the question that kind of guided me was like, is this going to be a place where I'm going to be able to grow? Like, is this yeah. a pastor that's going to be able to feed me? Um, so there was one church I went to where like the pastor just had a voice that was distracting to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Logan's laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. I know about. exactly. <laughs> and like nothing against that church, nothing against that pastor, but it probably wouldn't serve me well to have to expend more energy trying to focus every single service versus not was, was a factor that I uh, included in there. And then, yeah, on, on the teaching side, um, things like teaching from the text, thinking about what translation they're using and why that, why and how they're using it. And some things that my pastors done that have really, like won me over or won my trust has been when they represent multiple views but say they're doing so when they've said hmm. this is tough to interpret there are multiple interpretations here are the two this is the one i'm on this is why i'm on this one and that's been a lot more i op- that's built a lot of trust for me yeah because it's like, okay, you're not trying to pull the wool over my eyes and say, like, this is the way you should see it. Yeah. You should see it like me. It's this like, is no, the I'm only I'm possible explanation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, this is tricky. We don't know. Right. When someone's willing to stand up there and say, we don't know. We're not sure. This is what we think and this is why. That that scored some points. On the friend one, uh, that was where a place my, my thinking at the time was... It'll be better if, like, the people that I'm with in the dorms, like, the same people I'm seeing on campus are all the same people I'm seeing at church as well. It builds in some accountability and some, uh, like, commonality in what we were experiencing together. And that would would draw us together was the idea. Yeah. And then, like, two years later, everyone graduated. And then I was like, well, okay. (laughs) 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 So that didn't really work out. But then I was established in the church at that point. 
And there were times where I went to church alone, especially when I was like working over the summer, whatnots, or during COVID. Like I was still in town. I guess during COVID it was through Zoom, like there was Zoom church, which right. was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Not ideal. <laughs> Not ideal. Um, and it was it's really it's really fun almost. It's really like fun and nerve wracking to go to church alone and to be the new person. And I think it shows a lot about a church too when hmm. you when you go there like that. Kind of like what you were saying like how are you welcome? Do people notice that you're kind of sticking out like a sore thumb or do they ignore you versus Yeah. And then it man it makes you think differently about when you're a, when they were, are then incorporated and part of the church. Exactly, yeah. Like what do you do when you see those people? Cuz it's not just the job of the pastor or the staff to go greet people like you are the church. Andy, that was awesome. <laughs> yes, no kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really cool to to talk about stuff that, you know, we could have used on our journey through freshman year. For sure. Um, and hopefully is helpful for other people. Our four listeners, hopefully yeah. that could be <laughs> Mom and dad and mom and dad. Yeah. The adults are like who have established careers in like <laughs> <laughs> like tips for freshman year in college. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking I'll be really thankful. I think like a hundred percent. Some of the the advice and wisdom you shared will be things. Probably every time I move to a new city, or maybe even if I'm like looking for like on vacation of what church to go to. Like I think that's just a really good categories to think through when you're looking at like is this a church that i i want to think about yeah yeah very helpful and i mean your practical advice is going to help all the professions (laughs) (laughs) so they can be more perfect (laughs) no that's super helpful because it's important to stay organized in college for sure (laughs) well we're uh we're gonna continue on through freshman year and there might be an episode coming up with some guest appearances. Indeed. Hopefully. If we have the budget. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by... I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. Josh Jones! But by Josh Jones! <laughs> Over at the Living in the Light podcast, you may or may not also be going on edge. <laughs> Instead of asking for sponsors, we want to plug someone else. So yes. Gonna, we'll plug Josh Jones this time. <laughs> Go check him out. If it's up already, it probably is. <laughs> Did you hear him? No. Oh, Josh, one more time. Wait, I didn't hear him again. Oh, said, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Doodles. Okay, Boomer, how do I turn this stuff off? <laughs>